Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Original Strength Podcast. I've got my very good friend and special guest, Mr. Josh Hillis with us today. What's up, Tim? Hey, Josh. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm stoked to be here. Hey, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. So if you don't know, you're about to know, but Josh is an amazing person and he's a super nutrition guru. He has a fantastic book out right now called Lean and Strong. And today though, Josh is going to be talking to us about basic eating skills. Is that right, Josh? Is it basic eating skills? Yeah. I mean, like, like, like the way to think about it, um, basic never sounds super exciting, but like, um, what, uh, but, but basics are super useful, but like what, I, <laughs> what, what we're going to be talking about is like, um, like a skill-based approach to eating, like in contrast to like a diet-based approach to eating. Okay. And so that so was like, one of, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just say so like a lot of people listening have probably tried a bunch of diets and have uh, had like varying degrees of success, you know, and um, and you know like like diets work really well for like fifteen to thirty percent of people or, or or something like that, but that leaves like seventy to eighty five percent of people that statistically are gonna not do well on diets. So if folks are looking for a completely different approach, this would be a good podcast. So. I'm glad you brought that up because in your book, chapter two is called don't diet, <laughs> which I think is a great chapter. Um, and I like it a lot, but, and, and two though, if diets only work for 15% of the people, well, that's, that's, I mean, we're just, you cut it just for a second. You, you're, you're asking how many people are dieting. Yeah. Like, is there a percentage of the population? Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually just looked this up. It's, it's amazing. Um, in the United States, every year, 56% of women uh, attempt to lose weight and 49% of men. Wow. So that is more, like more than one out of every two. Yeah. That's at least, it's at least half <laughs> or right over half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's a lot. That's like really, really, really a lot. So and, for, for all of those people, so half the population, yeah, 15% of diets work for yeah that, that leaves a lot on the table where that are just frustrated perhaps. yeah yeah they um statistically are more likely to gain weight di dieting o over the long term than you are to lose weight um and um and also it's uh pretty terrible for your relationship like your relationship to your body and your relationship to food um specifically the part where you um where you uh moralize food when, when people create like like black and white food rules, like this is good, this is bad, this is clean, this is dirty. I can't have like entire food groups or, you know, like like that kind of stuff is, is really, really unhealthy. And if you're listening, this is why I love Josh, because Josh just, he exemplifies that life happens in the middle. Uh, there are no extremes. Yeah. And, and in the world of dieting with extremes, or even like he said, good food, bad food. Yeah. That's... That, that just leaves you up for a lot of suffering, I think. Yeah. You know, like, like I think in, in your workshop, I, like when you said good, better, best, yes. you know, I was like, oh man, where's that been all my life? That's like the best way. You've been living good, better, best your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just such a clear way to put it. And like, like the way, the way you applied it to like, you're like, control out of movement. That's pretty good. Just right there. You know? Um, so, uh, so yeah, like that's, um, you know, it, it'll make more sense if we, if we actually just like dive right in. Right. Okay. Um, 
So like ways that people might start to think about it, like what um, we look at like eating skills and eating guidelines. Okay. And a guideline might be something like, I'm going to put four to six hours in between meals. Not as like a rule, but just as a, a way to like, like, okay, if I've got this guideline, then I know if at three o'clock in the afternoon, I want a muffin and I had dinner like two, or I had lunch like two, three hours ago, maybe I should, maybe that's a cue to check in with myself. And then that checking in with yourself is where the skills come in. And so a skill for checking in might be like um, distinguishing, is this hunger or is this like boredom, right? And so that might be like asking yourself, like, do I feel hollow feeling in my stomach? Um, am I hungry for a complete meal or, or is it a specific treat? And if I wait, does this build or, or fade? And, um, and so that, that's, that's kind of like a, like a sense of how people might approach it, which is very different from like, I'm like, I'm going to cut out, um, you know, gluten, <laughs> you know, it's like, we've got a guideline. That's like a, like a, like the structure for you to, to think about checking in. And then we've got these skills for checking in and then, but like checking in with yourself and being able to make decisions in, in like the context of your life is, is the whole deal. How, how does that, can you break that down a little bit? Like making decisions? Yeah. So, um, so going back to that example, let's say that, um, let's say it's three o'clock and you're like, oh, I want to eat something. And, um, you look at like, um, okay, what's going on right now? You ask yourself those three questions at one time you might ask yourself and go like, um, you know what? I do feel a hollow feeling in my stomach. Um, I am hungry for a complete meal. It seems like it's building. And you know what? If I think about it, I probably didn't have enough for lunch. You should eat, right? On the flip side, you could have someone else that's like, you know what? I totally had enough for lunch. I don't feel a hollow feeling in my stomach. Like, I, like I don't feel anything at all, really. Um, I only want this particular muffin that's in the break room. And, um, and you know what? My boss just yelled at me, so I'm kind of stressed out. And so two people could be at three o'clock at the same time. And one could go like, you know, I really need food right now. And one could go like, you know what? I'm just stressed out. Yeah. So the, the same two people, um, both are like dealing with like three o'clock. Should I have a snack or not? And one is going to go one way and one is going to go the other way based on them checking in with themselves and seeing what the situation is. A more extreme example could be like people ask about like, oh, you know, this like four to six hours between meals. Um, that makes sense, uh, you know, like during the week, but like I'm going hiking this weekend. What do I do? And I'm like, well, going hike, you know, if you're going on like a six hour hike, you should probably have some snacks, you know, you're like, like in one situation, you're trying to figure out, do I really need a snack or am I just like stressed out in this other situation? You're like, I want to hike all day. Maybe I should just like fuel myself to hike all day, whatever that looks like. And so it, it's getting people to, to take a look at like these, the rules that I've been given by diets, like probably don't apply in all situations. And what if I had skills and guidelines that I could check in and go like hiking day is drastically different from work from home on Tuesday. See, I think there's there's freedom in that because you're giving 
yourself permission to use your brain <laughs> yeah. when it comes to making those decisions. Like, cause I, I'm no, I'm as guilty as anybody where let's say I'm trying a diet that has rules. Yeah, man, I'm good at sticking to the rules. That's like a game <laughs> for me. Right. But I have absolutely made myself miserable in social situations because I'm sticking to the rules. Yeah. And I will end up being the weird guy sitting in the corner, not eating anything because it's not time to eat or I'm not supposed to eat that today. Or I've shunned all of those foods, period, because they're bad or they're not on the plan. Um, so you throw you throw away logic over for the rules or the guidelines. Yeah. And so that that brings up another like the man, um, that brings up a couple like really cool things, right? Like like on one hand, you're you're the person that that is effective following the diet, right? Yes, you're you're just like not not stoked about it, <laughs> right? Um, and and the thing is, like most of like like most of cli of the clients we get are people that have had trainers at some point that were good at following diets right uh, right and so and they probably also have friends who like dieting for them is like a game and so i i always want to be really clear to people like hey there are people that are really good at following diets and they are effective and it is this like smaller percentage but like if you know some it's okay that they're them and you're you ah uh. Individuality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? That's not so, so, so we're at using our brains and individuality. <laughs> we're already way outside of like normal. normal I know pattern. we're we're in crazy town. <laughs> so um yeah, then then there's the other thing where like I have I have gotten clients that um were really effective at following diets, but at the same time we're like how do I navigate social situations? How do I, um, how do I go on vacation? How do I, you can make yourself miserable. I mean, yeah. you literally can. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's like one example for like between meals for during meals. Uh, someone might have a guideline like, um, plating balanced meals, pretty, pretty obvious, but, actually like works really well um if we have some protein carbohydrates fat and vegetables like it's a lot easier to notice if we're full and it's a lot easier um it's a lot easier to notice if we're full during the meal and it's easier to stay full between meals um that's a whole other thing we, we could get into that but but like someone could set a guideline of like i'm gonna plate balanced meals and then they could use they could pair that with a skill of like, I'm gonna check in with my stomach mid-meal, I'm gonna check in with my stomach at the end of the meal, um, and I'm gonna see if like, am I getting full, you know? So what is that, I mean, it sounds, just for everybody listening, to check in with your stomach, does that mean to take a cognitive conscious pause to just dial yeah. in and see where I'm at right now? Yeah, and so you, like, like you, you take a second, and you're like, how's my stomach doing? Am I getting full? Like, you could look at your plate and say, like, that's how much food I ate, and like, this is how full I feel. Um, do I think this is going to be enough? Um, and then, uh, which is super weird for people at first because they haven't checked in at all. Um, but so, like, then you start checking. You're, like, you're like, how's my stomach feel right now? And at the end of the meal, you're like, how's my stomach feel right now? And some people find that like they can. Some people find that if they 
plate a balanced meal and they put their fork down between bites, like mm. like which will slow them down. The they can like really clearly tell that when they've had enough food, right? The, and they can actually like self-regulate. I have other clients that have never been able to do that during the meal, but they notice that if they like stop and like pause for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes before getting seconds, that like maybe 10 minutes after the meal they can tell. But whatever it finds is, is at some period of time, they can actually check in with themselves and go like, oh yeah, that was totally enough food. So since you're talking about that, is there, I'm, I'm sure this is part of the whole, the skillness of it, but yeah. And we're all individuals, but what yeah. is a person aiming for, for that feeling of full? Like, cause, and I guess my thing is, is cause I've had times where I've been almost full, but I'm still not satisfied yet. Yeah. And then I've had times where I'm full and man, I'm satisfied. And then I've had times where, all right, I'm, I'm really full and I've, I've passed that satisfaction level to where maybe I should have dialed back, you know, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's a great question. Um, so that's a great, great question. There's two things to, um, to always be thinking about. One, there's the, um, the feelings of fullness that come from like the stretch reflex in our stomach and, and like certain hormonal signals. And then there's also like flavor enjoyment and okay. flavor enjoyment and, and fullness actually run on different tracks. <laughs> and so um that's one of those things where like someone can be like oh yeah you know like i can have this like balance like something be like i can have like broccoli chicken and, and rice that isn't seasoned and really clearly notice when i'm full or i can have pizza yeah. and it's a lot tougher because that flavor enjoyment keeps going way past full right that makes sense and, and so sometimes it's just that it's just noticing the difference between like, Oh, am I checking in with my stomach or is this just like the flavor enjoyment? And then do we have to deal with like, okay, if I'm going to have pizza, then I know that, then I know that the flavor enjoyment isn't going to stop anywhere near like when I'm actually full, <laughs> right? I may need to like plate the amount of pizza I'm going to have, you know, maybe I have like two slices of pizza and a salad or whatever, and then wait 10 or 15 minutes before having seconds and go, and like after that 10 or 15 minutes, like, you're like oh yeah, I'm like, I'm totally full. I'm totally satisfied. I totally had enough. But like in that moment, when I had that last bite of pizza, the flavor enjoyment was nowhere near like complete, you know? So I think that's, if I, if I were going to look back and say all those times I've overeaten where I was full, but way past satisfied, it would have been probably because I was enjoying the flavor of what I was eating. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm in this, and I don't know if, like if you deal with this, but if I'm going to eat because I can right now in this, at this stage of my life, I can, I don't want to say afford, but I, I get to choose whether or not whatever I eat, I want to enjoy it or not. Like, so I'm past, yeah. I'm past the chicken and broccoli stage of my life. Like, I I don't want to just be eating for the goal of eating. Like I want to enjoy what I eat. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that's why I have taste buds to me. Um, yeah. And that's my, so it's my decision that when it's meal time, I want to enjoy my meal because of the way it tastes and the way it feels like I, I like more than just a flavor. I like the texture, like there are textures yeah. of food and flavor of food and I want to enjoy it. Yeah. So I don't know if you deal with that yourself, but like, so 
not that I, I have a problem of overeating though, but I think part of the joy of eating is the flavor and the texture of eating. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I, man, um, so yeah, that's the other thing that's like so sad about like diet world, like every meal is supposed to be goal oriented. Um, no, we should, we should actually eat and enjoy the, the flavor, the texture. Like you said, if something's crunchy, maybe even the sound, mm. we should enjoy the people that we're eating with, like eating with people we love. Like it's a bonding experience. It's sensory. The whole thing. Yeah. Sensory. Yeah. 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 So and that, that makes it so much better though. Right. Like to me, yeah. cause like the fault, cause I, I was in the goal, the goal stage of eating for years, decades. Yeah. It's not fun. And I can't tell you that it was ever worth it <laughs> other than the education that it gave me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of could take us down like a, like a, like a deeper path. Right. Which is that, um, like, I don't ever want to have someone work on just skills and guidelines without also like doing some reflection on their personal values. Right and finding out the kind of person that they want to be about food and the kind of example they want to set for their kids. And the, you know what I mean? Like there's this way. <laughs> so it would seem that we had gone down that path. So let's keep driving. <laughs> um, so, uh, so when I say values, what, what, what I mean um, is, is I mean values from like a really specific perspective. I'm, I'm looking at character strengths. So like you could look at areas of your life, like, fitness, career, family, um, spirituality, like you, like you can look at like areas of your life. And then the values that I'm talking about are like the character strengths you want to embody in those areas, which may be like connectedness or conscientiousness or wisdom or compassion or self-compassion um, or um, like reasonableness or discipline or love or, you know, like, uh, like what do I want to bring to these areas of my life that matter to me? And of course, food's one of those areas. But like, when a client's like, oh, you know what? What I want to bring to my food is I want to bring like connectedness and conscientiousness and wisdom, right? Like, and then they start making decisions based on that. And they're like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to be connected to my family. I want to be connected to way the way my parents cooked. I want to be connected to, you know, like, like I want to be connected like in this meal and I want to be self-compassionate and like, look at where I'm at in my life when I'm, when I'm making these choices, but I also want to be like conscientious and I still want to eat in ways that take care of me. Like you could make decisions based on all those values on, on any given meal, or you could, you could pick one or, but then we're getting into like, like a really deep level of, um, eating in a way that expresses the kind of person you want to be. Okay. So that's, you've already said so much. You used a word called self-compassionate. Yeah. Which is not a word that probably many people hear on any <laughs> given day or in a year or ever. <laughs> How does self-compassion bring itself to the table, so to speak, when it's, when we're talking about eating and making uh, food choices. Oh man, my favorite, my favorite question ever. Um, so self-compassion, like, like looking at, at research on self-compassion in relationship to uh, food shows up in a very particular way. And the way it shows up is it's like, like self-compassion in, in this and in the way we're going to talk about it, it's like, how do I, 
be with my own humanity, my own imperfection, my own, um, all my feelings and emotions and, and all of and the mistakes I make and do the things that matter to me and take care of me. So, so what that, what that, where that's like super distinct from how most people approach say diet is like, they'll be like, how do I suppress all my emotions and pretend like I'm happy all the time. And also like eat according to like these rigid rules. Right. And, and never make a mistake and <laughs> be absolutely perfect. Right. Like that. And so this is like, literally the opposite of like perfectionism. So it's almost as if you, you're saying, how do I love myself in spite of myself, in spite of the choices that I make yes. or along with the choices that I make? And how do yeah. I love myself enough to get over those when I don't necessarily think I'm hitting the mark and keep going forward? Yeah. And that's, and the thing is that like, we're given sort of like this, um, we're given this like sort of like horrible narrative from, from social media that like everyone's happy all the time and everyone's perfect all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, like, how, like how do you love yourself even with like all the normal ups and downs of being a human, and, you know, like being happy sometimes and grateful sometimes and being like sad sometimes. Cause like something bad happened to someone you care. Like it's okay to have all the emotions and like we're not robots it's okay to like make mistakes it's okay to you know and so um it you know in a way the biggest piece of like being able to love yourself in spite of like all of your humanity is um normalizing that like actually all humans do make mistakes and actually all humans do have like a full range of emotions you know do any humans eat perfectly no no, I mean, like it's it's possible that there are people out there that are eating perfectly, um, but I mean, like at at one point, I um, I interviewed Ms. Fitness USA, and or Ms. Fitness USA, and um, she was like, "I don't eat perfect." She's like, "I'm," she's like, "I mess up all the time," and and I'm like, "If you're like national fitness winning, like per, you know, I mean, like no one's no one's perfect," and so like the thing that's really Here's what I'd say the myth is. The myth is that you have to eat perfect to hit your goals. Uh, People can have goals and like eat nowhere near perfect and still get there. I, I should, you know, I mean, like, obviously there's some amount of you. Um, I like I like to have people track their practice, like they track their guidelines, they track their, you know. But I mean, a lot of times we'll start off with working on a skill or guideline like seven meals a week. And then we, you know, I mean, like maybe by the time people have hit their goals, they're doing them 15 meals a week, 18 meals a week. N no one's, no one is doing all of the skills and guidelines every meal. That's not required. It's not even, I don't even think that's optimal, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah. And, and then, and then a really cool thing, a really cool thing happens when all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't need to plate a balanced meal every meal oh, I don't need to put my fork down to be bites every meal. Then all of a sudden you're making choices. You're like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm not going to plate a balanced meal on pizza night with my family. Or I'm not going to plate a balanced meal on this. Or you're like, you know what? I'm going to this barbecue and maybe I, maybe I can plate a balanced meal there or maybe I can't. And like, I'll see when I get there. 
but that's not that's not what the barbecue is about <laughs> so okay great so how do you handle that that situation because barbecue is really not about the perfect meal on your plate it's right. about so much more than that yeah how do, how do you help coach people through that hey you're going to a party to celebrate whatever it is it's yeah. a celebration though yeah yeah hopefully hopefully if something important to you that you want to at least you know that or that's important to somebody that you love and you want to celebrate how do you how do you help them get over that don't put your whole world or your whole life on that plating decision like to relax a bit yeah 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 um that's great um two uh two two ways one one is like at the beginning of every week we plan out a practice right so let's say they're working on three skills or or and uh, three skills and guidelines, right? They're like, oh, I'm working on plating, I'm working on four to six hours between meals, and I'm working on um, distinguishing hunger from fullness. And I'm going to practice one of those twelve times this week, and one of those fifteen times this week, and one of them eight times this week, or whatever, right? So already they're making choices like, oh, so like these meals they'll probably do it, and these meals I probably won't. So they're already starting to look at context. They're always trying to look at situation. Like, you know what? Lunch, it's pretty easy to do that. You know what? These dinners with my family, like that's pretty easy to do. Um, the social event, maybe not. Like, so they're already making decisions. Um, the other thing is we have those conversations about values and people start to get a sense of like who they want to be about food. And they're like, oh, like if I, you know, um, if it if it is, I forget what, the, what what did I say? Connectedness. Oh, and so like I usually give my clients like a like a list of values, and they they pick some right as a start. Um, but it's like going back to like connect connectedness, self compassion, and um, conscientiousness, right? They might look at like, okay, you know what? It would be really conscientious for me to actually like get in this practice that I'm looking to get in this week. Like the ones that I said, like these 15 meals that I'm going to practice at, to actually practice, to actually do what I said I was going to do, right? And then um, for these other meals to look at like, oh, you know what? Like this barbecue is really, connectedness is the more important value for me at this barbecue. And it's like, I'm going there to connect with other people. And, um, and that, and when, when people are making decisions like that on a regular basis, all kinds of things start to open up. One, they might start going, they might go to that barbecue and they might say like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm not going to worry about food, I'll eat whatever's there. Um, and I'll eat however much I want because what it's about is being connected to other people. Then they might also go like, oh, you know what? I ate there and I went there and I ate and I didn't really think about it a lot, but like, because I was focused on being connected to other people, I actually like asked more questions and was more present and like was more connected with people. And it wasn't really about the food. And so I didn't really overeat anyway. Right? Like, like all kinds of weird things start opening up when we start like looking at like, who do I actually want to be? And what mm. actions can I take that are in alignment with that? That's deep. Who do I actually want to be? <laughs> yeah. Even over a meal. Yeah. I hope you're taking notes, everyone. That's indeed that's deep, but it's good. <laughs> and 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 again, for um, it can sound really, it can sound like too deep and like too too heavy. What what I want people to really get is that like like I'll start my clients off with like a list of character strengths, and they'll pick three and like try them on, 
and they'll try out making some decisions like, oh, if I'm using this value, do I want to go left or right? And that's it. It's, it's, that, it's that simple. And then later on, we can get into like, they can write out like, oh, if I was living out my values, how might I practice my eating skills in a stressful week or in like a really chill week or in an average week? And they can start to, we can start to make it like more concrete. Cause some, sometimes, cause like, I like to say like, who do you want to be? But like, that can be, that's a big question. <laughs> it is, but I love it because like, I'm, it sounds like you're there, but at some point there comes this idea or a notion that, well, I want to be this person. And then there gets this little question inside of you somewhere that goes, well, why don't you just do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's so once you get that question come, coming back at you, it gets to be powerful. Yeah. Because it does help you make decisions so much easier. Yeah. So what, what's cool. The, so, okay. So the thing that's cool about that is like bringing it into the present, right? Most people do this in reverse. Most people are like, oh, I'm going to set this goal. And if I hit this goal out in the future, then I'm going to be that kind of person I want to be. Ah. Versus bring it into like, if I make this decision about the barbecue this weekend, or if I make this decision about the dinner I'm having with my family, or if I make this decision about, um, about like eating to numb out stress right, right now at, you know, whatever in the afternoon or at nine o'clock at night. Right. So it's, it's, it's today. It's a today kind of thing. It's Rocky three. <laughs> it's when Apollo tells Rocky, there is no tomorrow rock. There is no tomorrow. And he gets the eye of the tiger back. Yes. Because it's and right now. It's just, it's now. When they're running on the beach, man. <laughs> Classic scene. Yeah. So I think that's what put CrossFit on the map. The knee high socks with the stripes. Yes. Running on the beach <laughs> with the short shorts. <laughs> yes. <sighs> it all comes around. It does. It's all full circle. But no, this is great. I mean, it, yes, we don't have to wait to be the person that we want to be. And I think a lot of times the truth of the matter is, is we are the person we want to be. We just have to allow ourselves to express that person. Yeah, exactly. Which comes back to the self-compassion thing. Yes. That, that like, we don't like, we don't have to like not have feelings to be the kind of person we want to be. We don't have to like not make mistakes, you know, like, like feel like, Oh, I, I made these mistakes, so I can't be the kind of person I want to be. Or like I'm, or like I'm sad, or I'm tired, or I'm, you know, like overwhelmed. You know, it's all about how how do we how do we make this choice that's in line with our values, even with all of our stuff. I that's beautiful. I like so if you have a child, if your child makes a mistake. You know, sometimes they make a mistake that, that hurts their feelings or that just they just shouldn't do. But but a parent just they gently most of the time they, they tell the child it's OK. They love them. They pick them back up and say, hey, it's cool. It's cool. Just just try not to do it again. <laughs> yeah. But as an adult, you blast yourself. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, you know better than to do that to your child because you'll mess them up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to damage their thinking or, you know, cause yeah. you, you love them. You love them. 
Yeah. But we don't, we don't typically love ourselves the way we should. The ch there's a child in all of us still. Yeah. I, I think we just don't give ourselves that kind of grace a lot of times. So that's brilliant because like, even like saying like, like love ourselves is, um, it's like, okay, what does that look like in real life? Like how do I actually do that? And perspective taking is actually probably the easiest access that we have to that. And you just did it perfectly, which is like, what would I, like, how, how would I treat my, like, how do I treat my child? Or like, how would I treat myself if I was my, you know, like, like do that perspective taking, right? Because it is really easy to see. It's so much easier to see when it's not us. And so, and this is crazy. This won't make sense to a lot of people, but two people out there will get this. So because because my name is Tim, it gives me the availability to refer to myself as Timmy when I've made a mistake and I'm trying to help myself get over it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, Come on, Timmy. It's okay. Like, because Timmy's the like Timmy would be the the child of me versus yeah. Now, if I ever say Timothy to myself, I am really going after myself. <laughs> Try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, you have a very versatile name for perspective taking. I can. I can play the child or the adult. <laughs> <sighs> but like, so like, like everyone though listening can either they can look at like, oh, you know, how like what advice would I give my kid in this situation? What advice would my um my grandma or grandpa give me about the situation. That's what good. would some mentor that I have that's really smart say? Um, we're would actually ever, really good. Would huh? they ever be mad at you and just angry with you? Right. I don't right. think so. I Especially if it was your mentor or right. your grandma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's perfect. That's like, that's exactly it. Like, like the way that we're angry at ourselves, like our grandma or our mentor would not, cause it's not, cause they know it's not effective. Right. <laughs> that, that, and they love you. So. And they love you. Yeah. So, and everyone can play, can play those kinds of games. You know, we, it can either be like um, another person, like kid, grandparent, mentor. It can be like another stage in time. Like, um, what would I have thought about this when I was a kid or what would I have thought, what would I think about this in 20 years? Um, we can play those, those kinds of games or if someone's, um, when I'm coaching, uh, um, uh, like a personal trainer or a coach, then it's very easy to see like, how, how do you coach a client on this? And it's never how that, you know, same, right. same thing. So, um, so yeah. So to to wrap it up yeah. if you had if you could just impart some of your wisdom on out there mm -hmm. for basic eating skills what is like one or two things a person just really needs to know of, of basic eating skills or maybe to get out of rigid yeah. rules or anything like that yeah so um if you want to work on um your meals then maybe put in some guidelines like 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 some amount of balance protein, carbs, um, fat, ve vegetables, um, slow it down a little bit, put your fork down in bites, and then put in a skill like um, checking in with your stomach, right? 
If you want uh, to work on between meals, maybe put in some guidelines like you know what if it's if it's like in between four and six hours between meals and I'm and I have a craving for something like I need to check in. Maybe I pause for ten minutes between having that craving versus whether or not I actually choose, so I actually have time to check in. Um, and then actually like putting that skill of like checking in, which that checking in is like. Do I feel hollow feeling in my stomach or do I feel something else? Do Am I hungry for like a balanced meal or like a healthy snack or is it just a specific uh, treat? And if I wait 10 minutes, does it build or fade? And so like those are like some really simple, like really actionable things that, that people can do. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show this week. This is so much fun, man. Thanks for having me. This is a hoot, man. I've, I've really had a good time. <laughs> so guys, if you want to learn more about Josh, well, first off, if, if eating is important to you or just trying to, to learn how to eat, or if you're just tired of dieting, or you just want to learn better food skills, check out the book Lean and Strong. And also check out Josh Hillis on joshhillis.com. Is that correct? That's me. <sighs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for tuning into this week's edition of the Originals Ring Podcast. I'm going to try to have Josh back. I'm going to see if I can twist his arm, uh, but stay tuned. And have a great week. Thanks, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Original Strength Podcast.